Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. I feel like Sunday got me ready for today, honestly. Uh, Sunday was a very physical day, but I feel like Doug and Trinity don't have to happen in. And I took a hit out there, took a couple of them, but I feel like I needed that to get right for the night. So when I was out there, I wasn't worried about getting hit. I took a couple already. I was really trying to run through, run through defenders and I was just trying to beat the hammer, not the nail, you know, today. So when I felt like I just went out there, uh, I got things I could work on, but um, I was glad to be back out there. What a comeback for running back Travis Etienne, missing almost an entire calendar year and finally back on the game field. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time on a Monday. We are recapping the second preseason game after a couple days to decompress. Yeah. By the way, if his nickname isn't Smiley, it should be. I know. I mean, He's always so happy. Everyone who's watching this knows somebody who has that magnetic personality. Mm-hmm. That every time they're in a room, you just want to go say hello. And and that's Travis Etienne. I'm sure there's other people like that. But the most dynamic personality of anyone in that locker room that I know of is Travis Etienne. Yeah. What and a great It's kid. a guy you can't help but root for. Well, and no, that's I mean, why it was so meaningful. Because we talked about this all last year. Look, we got to wait and see. Can he practice every day? How will he be after the first you know, live game action? Mm-hmm. Well, all we hear is he's ready to go. Right. It's a huge deal that that Liz Frank injury has ended players' careers. So it was no guarantee. And he worked his butt off all offseason to be ready to go. And it's awesome. It's a great story. It really is. It was a week short of a full calendar year, year. since he injured it in the Saints game last season. And and right, no guarantee and in early above mm-hmm. schedule to get oh. here in time. But you get the sense with that big smile on his face that if he'd had a bad day, he still would have come out smiling oh, sure. and said it'll get better. Right. I mean, he's just... Good or bad, he's going to be a favorite in the locker Absolutely. Room. Let's get into big things, shall we? Recapping that second preseason game. Big thing one is the starting defense. Exactly what we wanted to see from that group after a week before. Struggling a little bit against the run, and now we see the starting defense as one working together. The front seven bringing a lot of pressure. The secondary making some plays. And Foy Aluakon's first game as a Jaguar. I always told my parents, you know, I'm just nervous going out there, making a good impression for my teammates and then, uh, you know, for the organization and stuff. But I think our energy was great to start the game. We were definitely in fit to get into the ball and everything. I just love the way we played to start off the game. Obviously, we've got to keep our energy up throughout the game and uh, make sure everybody's on that same page. Big thing, too, is starting offense. Took them a little bit to get going. The first two series would have liked to have touchdowns instead of field goals, but finally that third series scoring that touchdown, and Trevor Lawrence says the biggest thing is they didn't beat themselves. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's the first step is you can't shoot yourself in the foot. You know, um, I thought Coach did a great job getting the calls in, in and out of the huddle, you know, and then there's always going to be times when you're kind of behind the play clock and you got to speed up, and I thought throughout camp we've done a good job of working that and guys getting to where they're getting to their spot quick and being able to line up and go when we need to because you're going to have to be able to do that. So tonight we had a couple of those that we had to do and execute and ended up having a positive play and then no I mean no false starts, holes, any of that stuff that's that's huge. You can't you can't hurt yourself. And big thing three is depth. Now I guess you could say this is the area of concern in a preseason game when the offense and defensive starters left the field. There was a huge drop-off in the depth of this team. Head coach Doug Peterson says it's on this coaching staff to get them ready. Um, You can a little bit, um, you know, to try to have some success on offense and defense. I I still think it's difficult, um, especially with the amount of players that both teams are playing this time of year. You know, and and obviously we have two games under our belt, but they'll have one, you know, so there's not a lot to go off of. But 
Uh, you, you still want your team to have success going into the game, so you try to prepare them uh, a little bit for, for what they what they may see. Um, but again, it kind of just boils down to just doing your job, you know, and how you're coached and what you're, what you're coached to do assignment-wise. And I think tonight, especially in the second half, we had uh, we had a number of mistakes that, that, that cost us and, uh, you know, hurt us at times. And there you have it. Those are big things recapping a preseason game against the Cleveland Browns. And let's go right to the depth issue because yeah. it wasn't good. But let me put something in perspective, maybe something you haven't thought about. Um, Will Richardson was the starting left tackle on that second team offensive line. He did not play well. Okay. Now, when he doesn't play well, it doesn't look good at all for Ben Barge, who's lined up next to him, right? Or maybe the tight end who's supposed to chip on the way out. When that left tackle is struggling in such a prominent position, it plays break down. It makes everything look bad. Well, I didn't think he was going to make this team anyway, right? I mean, maybe he does. I, I don't, I, I'm not making that decision. But with what you've got with Walker Little, right, and Jawan Taylor, one of the two of them is now your swing tackle not Will Richardson Jr., right? So you think, well, gosh, we have no depth because we've got Will Richardson Jr. who's struggling out there playing left tackle for us. Well, he's not going to be yours. So you actually do have depth at a critical position because what you would do is, if Cam can't play, move Walker Little over to the left side and put Juwan Taylor in at right tackle. Or, you know, reverse. Whatever you choose to do, you've got better depth at left tackle than you think. But when you're watching the game, you're thinking, well, Will Richardson's an important guy. He's a backup. Not really. Not really, because you drafted Walker Little last year, and the year before you drafted Juwan Taylor, so you've actually got depth there. Now, I mean, that there were other positions that broke down that you may not have depth at, but that's just a glaring example of how you can't say second team didn't score any points. They, they gave up a lot of points. Coach mentioned it. There's a lot of guys coming in and out of the lineup that don't necessarily work against each other on the practice field or work with each other on the practice field. There's just a big dynamic when you get beyond the first team. Mm -hmm. And um, so they've got to be better, but it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, and you expect a drop-off, right? Like you expect a big drop-off. And I think fans panics because it was a massive drop-off. But I love what Coach Peterson said. We spoke to him on the radio broadcast post-game, and he's like, look, you know, I was in their shoes before. They're playing with all this pressure. They're trying to make this team. At times, there's some hero ball going on, wanting to make the big play to impress instead of doing your assignments. Yep. Basically told everyone, just pump the brakes a little bit. We're going to get them ready. Right, right now, there's 90 guys we're trying to figure right. out. And you're counting on those guys on special teams and maybe some sub packages. But the first team is where we want to see improvement, and we did. Mm-hmm. And we did see that. Let's go back to the top and talk about the defense real quick. Um, and we can talk about Rayshon Jenkins and the forced fumble and what he did there. But the three guys who get the least amount of attention and accolades are those three interior linemen in this three-four scheme, because mm-hmm. we're always talking about Trayvon and Josh, um, right? We will continue, but yes. in the first two drives, we on the television broadcast, Bucky and I were talking about Devon Hamilton. I hope Nick Harris, the starting center for the, uh, the Browns, has successful surgery and is back quickly. But Devon folded him. I mean, just pushed him backwards. Well, that was great to see, because you're counting on Devon. Uh, I watched Foley Fatukasi, and I watched Roy Roberts and Harris mm-hmm. both collapse their defender back into the pocket and make either Deshaun Watson or to Ernest Brown make a play to the outside where there were players waiting. Mm-hmm. Those three guys, all three showed how much better this defense is because if they set the tempo like that, and they won't always set it like that, but if they can, well, the, now you got linebackers, right? You'll have your Devin Lloyds and your uh, Foye Aluakons, you know, screaming to the ball with no one in front of them. 
those three guys were really impressive and showed why I think everybody believes that this defense is going to be that much better this oh, year. Oh, yeah. It was a vast improvement from week one. And I will, I, I have to pump the brakes on myself because I know Nick Chubb and those running backs And Joel playing. Bettino, they're all right. pro guard, didn't play. So, I mean, the, you do have to kind of shade it a little bit. Right. But let's be honest, based on what we saw in week one, oh, totally right, different. or last year at times, we wouldn't have been talking about how dominant those interior three were. And nobody ever focuses on the three interior defensive linemen in a 3-4 scheme. And yet... They were, and that speaks volumes for how much better this defense can be right. this year. Right, and going against Deshaun Watson as well, and we've seen his talent. And that's, I listening to the TV broadcast, that's what everyone was talking about nationally is, yep. oh my gosh, look at this Jaguars defense against Deshaun Watson. Yep. Granted, he hasn't played in forever, they made him but think. not a good showing. No, no, they made him think. And, and here's a guy who hadn't played in, what, 18, 19 mm-hmm. months? A little bit longer than that? So he was going to be rusty no matter what. But they didn't give him any time. No. Right. If he had had three seconds instead of two, perhaps he looks better. They did a great job on the defensive front. They did. And let's quickly mention big thing to the starting offense. Took them three series to get a touchdown, but there right. were some impressive moments at times. I think Trevor Lawrence will admit he missed some throws those first two series. And that's the reason he's playing a preseason game is to get that it's timing, to get the timing better. Right. 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 You can't it's tough to replicate that on the practice field when you know guys aren't going to hit you. Mm-hmm. Um I'll say this. I Travis Etienne should have had a touchdown on the first drive. Right. He saw that ball coming, and he's thinking about getting to the corner. You could see that he was trying to figure out where he was in relation to the sideline and the cone and when he needed to turn it up, and he just took his eyes off the ball. That was a good throw, and he probably gets into the end zone. So, yes, they need more time. Mm-hmm. They, thankfully, they've got a couple more weeks before they've got to get there. And even, Schlen, I think even when they get into the regular season, it's going to take a little time to get into that. Right, that's right. Um, but what they've got are pieces and tools that they can plug in and attack situations that they haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. They've they've improved this roster. Last Friday night proved that the roster is significantly improved. Yes. Now they have to go out and execute. Absolutely. And I was on the sidelines for radio, and Bernie Pomeroy was saying that same thing to Travis Etienne, that they're so happy for him, and they can tell he's so excited, but they were saying he's almost too antsy right now. And oh. you mentioned the patience. But didn't you know waiting. you were going to see that from him? For sure. How could you not? <laughs> right? But yeah. it was just funny. Coach yeah. Pomeroy was like, all right, settle down. Yep, right. Yeah, you're on the and field. He will. Absolutely. And he will. All right, that is big things when we come back. Some highlights from the second preseason game against the Browns coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. If you're a Jaguars fan on the go, we've got the ticketing plan for you. The bundle at the bank is designed to fit your schedule and save you money by creating your own custom plan. From celebrating Tony Baselli's Hall of Fame enshrinement on October 9th to cheering us on against the Cowboys on December 18th, you get the flexibility you want for your time here at the bank. Visit jaguars.com for your bundle at the bank. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time, a Monday morning, back on the training camp practice field today, a night practice. We're very much looking forward to that, but of course, it's the coolest morning in Jacksonville so far, <laughs> right. so of course, they would move it to nighttime hey man, today. I'll just tell you, it was really nice to walk out this morning with the dogs and, and feel that little bit of a breeze. Yeah, and you're not already sweating at 6 a.m. At least two months before we get that on a right. probably three. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's get into some highlights from the second preseason game. We're going to go first drive here in that offense. We were talking about some big-time catches from Trevor Lawrence's receivers. Got three receivers and a tight end. That's Banhurst at the top of the screen. Play action rolling out now with time. What's the big shot? He's got Zay Jones. He's got it. St. Jones makes the catch across midfield, and the Jaguars come out with an exclamation point on their first play. 32 yards. Rebuilt offensive line is a big story we'll talk about tonight. They're doing a good job. 
Lawrence standing in the pocket, turns and delivers the pass. He's caught in traffic, and it's a nine-yard pickup to about the nine-yard. So that's the first offensive drive, and I think the biggest thing that stood out to me is after last season, when all Jaguars fans wanted is a big-time play, a right. big-time throw, something to move down the field. That very first play, to have it be Zay Jones and that big-time catch, that's all you needed to see. So I anticipated that because in our production meeting with Trevor on Friday, I'm sorry, Thursday, uh, he was wide-eyed about Zay Jones and was excited because he said, we're going to have him in a lot of different situations. We're going to put him in places to make plays. And so immediately he goes right down the field. So you, know, you could see it. We've seen it on the practice. Oh, yeah. He's that the guy. Was great. It was the throw to Manhurts in particular that I want to focus on because the pocket did a great job, right? I mean, you've got a rookie center. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, but it's the first time Brandon Sheriff has played in a game situation with your quarterback. Um, and you've got a, a, a rotating situation at right tackle. But they set up a perfect pocket, and the quarterback was comfortable, stepping forward, waiting. He didn't worry about get hit. And then he put the ball in the middle of the field, right where big Chris Manhurts could get it. Right. That's what with Manhurts is going to do. collapsing. Yeah. He's going to muscle the ball at the marker for you. He's not the seam tight end. He's a reliable guy, though. Mm -hmm. So I just I love what I saw from the pocket on both of those. And the quarterback, we've said it here since training camp began, the quarterback is incredibly competent on the practice field. You can see this year that he knows what he wants to do and that he has the full support of that coaching staff. They're working almost in lockstep, he told us. Um, so we saw it, and it's only going to get – I shouldn't say that. There will be moments where you'll see it. You'll be like, what's happening out here? Mm -hmm. But I think I think we're seeing his incredible potential to be a franchise quarterback evolve right in front of us. Yeah, the offensive line gave him all the time in the world. And that was with Jawan Taylor on the first two series and then Walker Little going in the third and fourth. So right. we were keeping a close eye on who was going to go out. Right. But as of right now, Jawan Taylor seems to be the guy. And you do have to put this – you got to put this in, in perspective. There was no Miles Garrett, who last year had 16 snaps. Yeah. That would and be a little different story. Is the best big end in football. <laughs> uh, and and there was uh, there was no Jadavian Clowney on the other side, though, um, the way Cam Robinson is playing. I disagree. I think Walker Little is going to be your starting right tackle. So we'll see where it goes. I know. I'm curious. I, yeah. it's, it's what we'll pay attention to of who is walking out every single series I now. Just, and maybe I, it changes this week. I just think he's he's got the footwork and the length. He looks more natural at that position. Please, somebody. Move <laughs> Move the big guy, Juwan, into guard, and let's see him play. I'm sure Coach Rauscher is listening right now. No, he's not listening at all. <laughs> all right, we talked all about Travis Etienne yep. in the first block, so let's see some highlights of his big runs in the preseason game. Nullify these guys on the edges. Here's the handoff to Etienne, and look at it go. Oh, he's going to tackle, showing the explosiveness on that 13-yard run. Andrew McMahon hurts the tight ends to the bottom of the screen. Here's ETN looking for room. Oh, Bounces off the defender, keeps his feet moving inside the five. Lawrence surveys and hands off, and here is ETN. And he ducks underneath the defender inside the 45 to the 42 yard line. Sparks out the signal, takes the drop, turns and throws. He's got oh, Travis, and ETN takes it, turns up the field, and it's another Jacksonville first down inside the 33 yard line. That last run is really the one that got the crowd going, at least on the sidelines, is he could have gotten out of bounds here. And it says he turns and gets right. the first down and is aware. Well, and also, note the patience as he gets the ball before he turns up the field. It's, it's almost the exact same route that they ran in the in the red zone mm -hmm. where he dropped it on the opening drive. Mm -hmm. So it, 
he's adapting. He's calming down. You know, you talked about Bernie Parmalee there on the sidelines yeah. telling him to calm Settle. down. Yeah. He, he, he slowed the roll that time, and he did it. Um, the explosiveness is there. The vision is there. He's a patient runner. Um, and I loved watching him run between the tackles because when you look at him, you think this is a guy. He's not a huge guy. He's big, but he's not that. He doesn't look like Snoop Connor, right? Connor looks like a hammer. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, it's funny because in the post game, Travis said, "I wanted to be the hammer, not the nail." Well, he was tonight. Yeah. He was, and he did it Friday night. He did a nice job. He did. All right, let's go to this defense. We haven't talked enough about them and the aggressive style of play and right. turnovers. Remember how much we talked about the lack of turnovers last year? Hundred percent. You get one in the preseason. Harris and Devon Hamilton have done a little of that tonight. Here's Brown on his second carry. Oh, 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 he loses the ball. It's recovered by Shaquille Griffin. And the Jaguars are in business at the Cleveland 21. Couple things. Couple things that stand out right away. So our guy, Trent Padilla, our fabulous director and producer, got this awesome second angle so we can really see how this play was made. But Rayshon Jenkins and Shaquille Griffin, that duo, they are together always on the field. They're together always off the field. Look, good for them to make a play. If we had a little higher angle on this, you, you see 94, 52, and 95, those big guys that we yep. talked about earlier, stacking. There's nowhere for this guy to go. Oh, yeah. He's got to try to bounce it to the outside, but there was nowhere for him to run there either. Right. Um, I'm telling you, those guys right there, those big guys in the middle are the key to making a defense like this work. And it looks to me like they're going to make it work really well this year. Absolutely. And we've been waiting for that secondary to make a play. And yes, it is the preseason. They will make plays yeah. when they have the ability. When they have the, the help. Time. Yep. And they got it. They Absolutely. Got it All right. And those are our highlights from preseason game. When we come back, what we do know and what we don't know about this Jaguars team right now. Coming up on Jaguars Drive Time. Call CarShield now. If your car's out of manufacturer's warranty, don't get stuck with expensive mechanical and computer screen repairs. Call CarShield. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It's a Monday morning. We're getting ready for week three of the preseason. We have a lot of questions about this roster right now as it starts breaking down yep. from a 90-man to a 53 here shortly. So what do we know and what do we don't know about two particular players. Brian, you have someone on defense. I'll take Chad Muma. Uh, here's what I know. He's really smart, right? He has a degree in mechanical engineering uh, and was the heartbeat of that to Wyoming Cowboys defense. I mean, every time you turned them on, you saw this guy directing traffic and mostly making the play. So in week one in the Hall of Fame game, he looked just a bit behind the play, right? I mean, when you come from their college football to this level, oh, yeah. you know, the speed of the game is going to catch you off guard if you're not careful. Um, and so it looked like he was a step behind. We saw him turn that around a little bit in the second half against the Raiders, but it was obvious on Friday night that he had figured it out, mm -hmm. right? So what I don't know is how much better he can get, how much quicker, right? Yeah. It was a week, a week different. I mean, it just, he's so smart. And, you know, Paul Pizlesny, I thought, was the most prepared linebacker I'd ever watched. He knew the tape, he knew the tendencies, and he could overcome anything, any limitations he had, right, um, by being in the right place at the right time. Well, this guy really can – he's a good runner. I mean, he can cover a lot of ground. And it appears he's a Paul Puzlesny type, smart, studies the tape, understands. Um, I don't know how you keep him off the field. Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't look like he's going to be a starter, obviously, because he's an inside linebacker. But they're going to create packages and places to get him out there to make plays. There was one in particular to the Jaguars sideline mid-second quarter where he came from nowhere and just stoned the uh, the running back, I think it was Kelly Jr. on the sideline. It was like, whoa, where did he come from? Right. That's what Way you want. Way faster. With, this you week. have to see the explosiveness. 
and that comes from understanding where you're supposed to be. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's making too much of his education. A mechanical engineer, he figures things out quickly. <laughs> yeah. Very, so he very watches quickly, tape so. and goes, okay, here's what I have to yeah. fix. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're excited about this guy, and, and we expect to see some of uh, Devin Lloyd this week. Yes. But if you're excited about Chad Muma, you should be, because he understands this game. Mm-hmm. Very curious how they balance that, because Devin Lloyd, I think, is supposed to come back at some point, hopefully tonight, in tonight's practice. They're supposed to see him back on the practice field this week. I don't know if he would play in the uh, preseason game yeah, with a hamstring, either. and it's tricky. But, I yeah, I'm curious how they – they use these packages to get them both on the field because you kind of have to at this yeah. point. Well, you'd like to think that he would see some time uh, in one of these final two preseason games. You'd hope so, right? It depends on how his, his body responds tonight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so I have Zay Jones for what we know and what we don't know. What I do know is they got their money's worth on this guy, oh, yeah. bringing him in in free agency. We, we had some questions of how Zay Jones would be used, and truthfully, that's my biggest I don't know, but my gosh, what a beautiful thing to not know because he's all over this field. I don't think he has one job. I don't think he has one spot. And we're hearing all the compliments from Trevor Lawrence and Coach Peterson on we're going to see him everywhere. And we don't have to put him in one slot because look at all the things he can do. The biggest thing with Zay Jones, what we do know, is this is a guy that just gets open and he doesn't give up on a route. He's running all over the place, has some patience, and you see it in the preseason game. Trevor Lawrence knows first, second, third progression – okay, Zay Jones is open because he beat his guy. Maybe it took a little time, but this is a guy that is just always open no matter what, on the training camp field or in the game. When they signed him, I was skeptical because big guys who can run generally don't get free, right? He must not have good hands. He must not run good routes. That's. I was trying to figure out why the Raiders, who, by the way, are a franchise who's always valued speed, mm-hmm. right? Always. Why do they let a guy like this go? Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just they couldn't fit him in the salary structure, but I'm telling you, I've not watched him on the practice field and wondered anything but why did they let him go? Yeah. He just keeps making play after play after play after play. Right. So, um, especially when Christian Kirk gets back, because he's that kind of guy. He creates spacing on the field, right? When you've got that that slot receiver who, in the middle of the field, has a safety going, where's where's Kirk? Where's 13, right? You, you oh, wait, can't have, Jones ran past well, him. Exactly, yeah. right. <laughs> he will make – he will space the field out – better for Zay Jones and I think you'll see even more explosive potential from number seven but uh, from a guy who didn't didn't think he was a big signing mm-hmm. couldn't understand why no at the time it didn't seem that way why a guy like that would be let go um from Buffalo and from from uh, the Raiders right uh, glad he's here absolutely and coach Doug Peterson did say that Christian Kirk if it was a regular season game would play they're just being cautious so maybe we'll see him on the practice field you really don't need to. Well, you know, Things are okay. What you want them is on the field on September the 11th in Washington. Absolutely. And that is what we do know and don't know about this Jaguars team right now. Much more to come here on Jaguars Drive Time. Price.com is the easiest way to save money with comparison shopping, cashback, coupons, all in one. It's free. Try Price.com today. Um, you can a little bit, um, you know, to try to have some success on offense and defense. I, I still think it's difficult, um, especially with the amount of players that both teams are playing this time of year. You know, and, and obviously we have two games under our belt, but they'll have one, you know, so there's not a lot to go off of. But uh, you, you still want your team to have success going into the game, so you try to prepare them uh, a little bit for, for what they what they may see. Um but again, it kind of just boils down to just doing your job, you know, and how you're coached and what you're, what you're coached to do assignment-wise. And I think tonight, especially in the second half, we had 
uh, we had a number of mistakes that, that, that cost us and, uh, you know, hurt us at times. Head coach Doug Peterson being asked if they will game plan for Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is the third preseason game, so normally this is the, the game where you treat it the most like the regular season. So we saw three series for the starters right. last Friday. Possibly are going to see some more this week. You'll see them pull the cards out on Wednesday and Thursday and show, you know, basic formations. You can't game plan beyond maybe the first series if you know their starters are going to be there. The coaches take Monday night and almost all day Tuesday to game plan during the regular season. You're not doing that because you're still in evaluation mode. What you're doing is putting a card up so that you have some ability to be able to block, right? right. To understand what they do defensively, to know what their blocking schemes are so that you have ability to do it defensively. But there's still no game plan for this one. You're trying to evaluate. Mm -hmm. You're trying to make sure that you're getting the right combinations of players with the right plays so that when you get to the regular season, You've got a familiarity and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And to me, for this, this third preseason game coming up on Saturday, I, I saw enough of the defense, truthfully, last week. Yeah. But I could understand for the offense how it took a little bit to get going, field goals the first two series. Maybe you want to see more of them and challenge them again in that game action. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, did, I, I think you're... The third preseason game was the one where they would always play the most when there were four, right? And they would play the first half and then go to halftime, make adjustments, and come out and play the first series of the third quarter. Which would make sense. I, I, don't, I don't know that you do that. I don't think Doug wants to do that. I think the clue is he talks about making sure that you don't lose a key player here or there. That was post-game in, in Canton. You don't want to lose those guys because it throws your entire season off if you do. Um, but you want to make sure that you, you create a little bit of momentum in the game. So I, if it were me... First series, down the field, touchdown, got enough. I got enough. I don't need any more than this. That's enough. Yeah. Um, and I, I get it. The big guys who take a beating inside, I, I don't need to see Foley. I don't need to see Roy Robertson Ivana Harris, or yeah. Roy. No, no, got enough. Saw yeah. it. Got enough. And I got the vibe, at least from being on the sidelines, that that second series was going to be that series if they got that touchdown. Yes. And then when they didn't score, I saw the helmets go back on. I saw some frustration. Right. They didn't want to end it on that. And no. I totally get that. You need a touchdown to end You're it. You're probably not playing anybody when you get to Atlanta for the season, yeah. the preseason finale. So the guys that you want to see, you got to see them in this game. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that Doug and uh, Trent Balky will get together and be judicious mm -hmm. and make sure that they aren't overreaching. Like that Walker little Juwan Taylor battle. I think that's something you need to see, yeah you want you, well you want it to be a fair battle you want the best player to win so you're going to make sure that they get enough snaps to get the job done but you you don't want a Nick Harris right you don't want to see a guy that you're counting on on that offensive front getting nicked up that was awful yeah, yeah. you felt for them there well, and Zach Wilson with the New York Jets at first that was an ACL tear now it's something better but it, you hear it every single year. It's well, worst case scenario in my cash. It happens every year. But you also hear the players. You heard last week Andre Cisco say that he needed the live reps in practice and needed the game time because you don't practice. That. Oh yeah, no, it's a hard balance. It's it, very much right. So, so you 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 feel pretty good about what you saw from the first team. You may want to put a few guys in situations. You may want to put a couple guys and say you're not playing Brandon Sheriff, who hasn't played a full season the yeah. last couple of years uh, in I'm Washington. Good. Thanks. Seen enough. Thanks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Absolutely. And that is drive time on a Monday morning. Like we said, a night practice. We'll have coverage on that practice tonight on Jaguars.com. We'll be back with you Wednesday morning right here on Jaguars Drive Time.